Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome to the Radical Early Retirement Podcast. I'm your host, John, and we explore the radical concepts on this pod to help you regain the most important resource to all of us, which is our time. Uh, So today's episode, we'll make it pretty brief, I think, but it's talking about housing, and housing is seeing a massive drop-off. Um, but it depends on who you talk to, right? <laughs> like, uh, no, no disrespect to realtors, but um, I've never heard negative news from any of the realtors we've we've ever worked with, or any of my friends who are realtors. And it's funny, we <laughs> our property manager. Oh gosh, every month we get like email updates. I don't know why. And I guess they're cool, but it's almost like a newsletter. And every time, even now, it's like, oh well, hey things are, things are dropping off, you know, or we're like down X percent, but it's, it's a great time to be doing, to be considering a new home and stuff like that. And I don't know, I guess if you're, if you're always like tied to that or your pay is tied to this outcome, obviously you're always going to say things are great. You know, like now's the time or, Oh, the the inventory is low. You better get moving. Right. So please just anyone who's working with realtor, Always take that with a grain of salt, always. I mean, I'm not saying be skeptical and be like, take the other side always, but I'm just saying, um, you know, obviously their incentives are are tied to a certain outcome always, right? <laughs> but this is kind of funny. When I Google housing, I just typed in Google, I said housing, um, and news articles will pop up. So here's the top stories, you know, Yahoo Money, housing expert. This might be the worst time you could buy. Barron says housing market is in a recession. What it means for home buyers. Um, Yahoo Finance says these top five housing markets are expected to crash first. Do you live in one of these? Right. Um, Fisher Investments. Will a housing recession spur wider economic contraction? Question mark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, here's one. Redfin CEO on Market Watch. It is a remarkably uncertain time. The Redfin CEO warns of rapidly cooling housing markets. Um, yeah, obviously, I mean, a lot of it can be clickbait. You know, a lot of it can be designed for people to. I guess have fear, uncertainty, and doubt related. Um, but I guess here's some of the facts, right? We know that the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. When that happens, that means if you are looking to get a loan, whether you're a business, just a regular night and day citizen like you and I, or something else, or a big corporation, now the cost to borrow is getting higher, meaning the goal of the Federal Reserve is to sort of slow down the economy at least a little bit to kind of tighten down inflation. And by doing that, what they're doing is they're saying, hey, we want to make it so the money is less easy for you to get. And if you do want to take out money and you think it's worthwhile, you're going to pay more for it in the form of interest rates. So, you know, if you were to typically get like a, a loan and maybe your your mortgage was like 1500 a month uh, before at like lower interest rates, now it might be, say, almost 2000 a month, right? That could spur some people to not consider it. Who knows? Uh, but I will tell you this one indicator that I like that's like a very um, kind of like the previous episode where we talked about like if you're waiting f- to see layoffs at Walmart, that's like a really good indicator that maybe there's a, a potential recession on its way. 
And we don't know the intensity. We don't know how bad. But if you know that people are spending less money even at Walmart, then it's safe to say they are spending less money everywhere, right? So that's kind of the easy indicator I like to look at. Same thing with housing. This is really easy for us is like now, ironically, we're getting calls left and right from people that were quoting really, really high in the past, you know, uh, contractors, um, people that we wanted to do work things that we're considering now they're calling back saying, Hey, you know, what do you think about this quote? We tell them it's too high, obviously. And then they come back way lower. It's insane. So if anyone's thinking about, you know, redoing something, house, kitchen, whatever, um, bathroom, you know, maybe you are getting to a point where the leverage is more in your territory because a lot of these people are potentially having no work now and that's good and bad. You know, it's, it's great from the perspective of you're not paying just bloated inflated prices, but it could be bad because if none of them are getting work, uh, if we're starting to see a slowdown in the overall economy, then you're going to start seeing ghost towns. Um, you know, last time we were in Vegas, my wife and I went to help m my parents move and we went to Vegas and we moved them out quick, you know, just because my mom's cancer situation. Um, and there was construction every, literally every block we drove down was new construction happening. It was apartments. It was office buildings. It was insane. And here's what's funny is in 2008, this is actually how my parents got their house, um, down there is that, uh, it was the same thing. Things were going crazy, just bananas from like 2004, all the way up until about 2008, 2009. And then when the recession hit, it was a ghost town in Vegas and just everything plummeted. So that's kind of the thing is like, we're seeing so much construction everywhere. Uh, eventually you weren't, uh, at some point you weren't getting calls back from like realtors or brand new housing developments if you were inquiring. And now you're getting tons of calls from them, right? So this is a big sign that things are clearly slowing down these uh, everyone's hurting to try and get some business try and make sales etc uh, so keep that in mind that is definitely an indicator that we are at least seeing a slowing i personally feel that we will see a pretty big drop off but i'm i'm still looking and watching waiting that's what wifey and i are doing we're just kind of sitting tight keeping ourselves um at bay and, and waiting for you know bigger drop-offs to make um to, to get more investment properties basically. So, um, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. I hope everyone else is doing well. Um, but here's the thing that we're looking for. Um, China actually could be a big indicator of a pretty big global depression. Now it's not a complete, uh, it's not a high, it's not a guaranteed probability, but it's also a non-zero probability that it that uh, something could happen from this, right? Does that make sense? Like, it, I don't know, in my opinion, it almost feels 50-50, which is kind of a scary probability to be looking at. Um, and if anyone remembers last year, Evergrande, which was basically a company in China, uh, ended up defaulting on like everything. It was really bad. I think it ended up being like 300 billion or more uh, that they completely defaulted on. They started uh, caving in all these big, massive buildings that they had worked on. And essentially what that meant is kind of like what 2008 was where we were just giving out loans to everyone. You know, do you have a, do you breathe? Do you have two legs? And do you 
have a social security number? If so, here's a loan for you. Here's a loan for you. You know, it was kind of the same thing. And eventually that catches up and you've gotten to a point where we've grown too big and there isn't enough sustainability there that that could be an issue. Right. And right now, um, the thing that I'm more nervous about isn't exactly that. I feel like that could be the canary in the coal mine from a China perspective, but since China has like their state run media, here's what's happening. And it's really scary. I think is that, um, they're sort of controlling narrative. The news isn't getting out very much, but, um, people are not able to actually take out their money from their banks in China. And that's becoming an issue, right? Like if that happens, um, it, it kind of signifies some of the issues we've had in the U S in the past, especially during the great depression, where, you know, you, you try to take out your money and there's nothing doing, you can't take out anything. And for that reason, they had to make sure there weren't bank runs, uh, to, you know, kind of zero out all the assets because banks can't actually fulfill all of their liabilities, especially all at once. And so China surprisingly could be running into situations like that. Let's just say that becomes an issue. Let's say you start seeing, I don't want to say anarchy, but just like chaos, right? Well, then the factories aren't running, then electricity maybe is having issues and blackouts. And that's actually something you're seeing in China, right? They're having electricity and energy uh, constraints that only certain factories can run at certain times. I mean, these are literally all the same exact things in a formula that creates a some type of a recession or depression. So bear that in mind. And if that's the case, then maybe the factories aren't running and we start seeing supply side recessions again, maybe another microchip shortage, right? Like it could be a million things that could run into this and lead into other issues in the future. So just bear that in mind. I don't know where anything's headed. I have no idea, no guarantees, but if we just look at things in the past, you're almost seeing a rhyming of certain things happening and maybe we run into that situation again. So with that being said, stay tuned, hang tight. Uh, we are going to talk about a new income trade that I made here, um, which is pretty good. I think one or two weeks in trade, a couple hundred bucks. Um, let's chat about it. All right. So income trade here was in the queues. QQQ ended up doing a call credit spread. And what this means is that I ended up making this trade with income in mind. And I said to myself, hey, the market's looking a little toppy and weak. I don't think we're going to go past this level. And if we don't, I'm going to make money. And so what we ended up doing was we had sold the 325 call and we bought the 330 call to keep our risk defined. And we collected on this one. $550. Right now we're at about a 60% profit from that trade. So um, this will close out in a few days and I'm looking to target, honestly, at 60%, I should probably start taking profits. So I, I put in a order for tomorrow to close out at least half of my position. And then what will happen is I'll, I'll see how this progresses over the next day or two. And at that point I can either close out for more profit or if I close out with a little bit less profit than I did. At least I pocketed um, my first half of the position 
at that time. So again, it was a call credit spread on the QQQs. Um, this is basically like the NASDAQ ETF um, type of look. And again, it was uh, you sold the 25 call and bought the 330 call. And this was for September 2nd expiration. So looking pretty good. Um, if you're someone who likes to look at charts and you look at the QQQs on your chart, um, basically the way I'd put this, I even have a post, I'll have, to, I'll have to link it. I'll link it in the description here, but I have a post that kind of explains some of the toppiness action and, and times that make sense to pick up low risk trades. Uh, and how I'll explain this in its easiest depth is that every time we've seen a market rally over the last maybe two or three weeks, it hasn't been very strong. The volume has been very low. And what that means is you're seeing green in the market. You know, if you check CNBC and stuff, you'll see all these positive news articles that say, oh, you know, market's looking great. We're in the positive. We're in the green. The Dow is up this much. But if you actually look at what's happening since there's low volume, it means there's not enough conviction for that move higher. It means no one's really convinced except a couple people. Everyone else is waiting on the sidelines to see how things play out. And since you have that type of exhaustive action, there's a higher probability that we move lower. And that's when it created a good opportunity for me to basically short the market in this sense. And so looking good so far. Uh, I'll give you an update, I guess, on the next pod. And then also, we're starting to get more back into the weekly income uh, watch list, which is a watch list I post weekly. It's free. And that just explains some of the stocks I'm watching that pop up on my screener. And if I see anything that looks really strong, I'll, I'll end up taking a position on. So that's nonetheless, that's kind of where we're at. Um, check it out. Links in the description. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well. Make sure you're good to yourself. Be good to each other. I'll see you on the next post, next pod, next post. <laughs> Have a good one.